Kellyanne Conway defends Trump's immigration ban. A Quebec shooting leaves six dead. And the Boy Scouts of America is now allowing transgender boys to join. This is the Politicast. Welcome into the Politicast, the political talk podcast that takes a look at politics here in America and around the world. As always, I am your host, Matt Young, and today we have got three stories we're looking at that are very interesting indeed. Kicking it off, we're going to take a look at a story uh, written by Fox News in which Kellyanne Conway defends Trump's immigration ban. So the article begins by saying, quote, White House counselor Kellyanne Conway on Sunday defended President Trump's order to temporarily ban immigration from seven mostly Muslim nations and deflected criticism over countries like Saudi Arabia and Pakistan not being included in the ban. Now, immediately following that, it has a quote directly from Conway where she says, quote, These are countries that have a history of training, harboring, and exporting terrorists, and we can't keep pretending and looking the other way. And she is very correct. Uh, Furthermore, these seven countries were initially listed by the Obama administration. Yet, now that Trump has reaffirmed that these countries are very dangerous, everyone is freaking out. So let's talk numbers. Previously, it was reported that thousands of people had been delayed and or held for further questioning. Well, it turns out that number is entirely incorrect. 109 people out of thousands traveling, I think the number was estimated somewhere around 325,000. So 109 out of roughly 329,000 were temporarily halted by the TSA. Only 109. And here's the kicker. Out of those 109, only a few dozen are still being checked out. Now, this was all happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. As I'm recording this, this is Tuesday afternoon. So, so three, four days later, they're almost done working all this out. And, and to be honest, by this point, they may have all of this worked out. So the majority of the people affected were already moved through. And in fact, they were moved through within a matter of hours. But the media still today is, is making a big deal out of this. Um, so, so I really don't know where to begin. The media blatantly lied about the numbers when they didn't have official information. And, and it's worth noting this is the second time they've done that. And the fact that they are willing to try and that they can get away with it so easily is, is quite frankly very distressing. But more than that, they failed to report um, that a computer computer system outages also contributed to the buildup of crowds. And these were people that were not delayed by Trump's executive order. Remember that this is a different crowd of people not delayed by that, but by their by the airport's systems failure. So, again, they're not giving us all of the information. They're, they're cherry-picking the bits of data they want to give of it to us to build a certain narrative. Next, Conway tackled the, the why Saudi Arabia and Pakistan and others were not included on the list. She said, quote, The President and Congress will always have information that we do not. And she's very correct. In fact, Reince Priebus, Trump's chief of staff, hinted in a similar interview that other countries known for propping up terrorists should be added to the list, 
but the proper steps must be taken to, uh, must be taken to look into things first. The fact that the media is obsessed with nitpicking every decision made by any government official will be fine if it were nonpartisan. However, as of right now, it appears that the rules only apply to a select few, because the respect for guidelines and proper procedures have been thrown out the window. If an official dares to mention protocol as a reason for holding anything up, the media treats it as just another excuse. They project their dishonesty onto others, instead of just owning up to their own shortcomings. And the state of journalism in America right now is disconcerting. A free press, unfortunately, isn't always an honest press. And we are finding that out the hard way. Moving on, a shooting in Quebec leaves six people dead. CNN is reporting that a shooting in a mosque in Quebec has left six at least dead and many others in critical condition. The article says, and I quote, In what was described as a coordinated attack, witnesses say at least two gunmen wearing black fired indiscriminately into the dozens of worshippers, including families, in the mosque. There were 39 people in the mosque worshipping when the two shooters entered and opened fired. While the police aren't ruling out the possibility of accomplices, two men have been arrested, one near the mosque and the other on a local highway. The police later tweeted saying that, quote, the site is secure and the occupants of the mosque were evacuated, but the investigation does continue. Now, my heart aches for these people. No one should ever be killed if they are peaceful, and it appears these people were. However, what I have a problem with is CNN reporting how terrible this is as a diversionary tactic. While other sources were reporting about a U.S. Marine that was killed in Yemen, one of the, uh, one of the, 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 the countries listed on Trump's executive order, by the way, um, Iraq is testing ballistic missiles. That's another one listed on Trump's executive order. And, and now a Muslim leader... Uh, is saying that America needs to realize that Sharia law is better than the Constitution. And while all of this is going on, CNN is trying to use these deaths as a political stunt. Because see, if, if CNN had reported all of these other stories, um, then I would be completely fine with them reporting this. But instead, they haven't reported a one of these other stories, and they have reported this single story and ignored all of the others. So instead of mourning the loss of human lives, no matter their creed, CNN is trying to paint them, uh, it seems, as being in the same situation as Christians being beheaded by ISIS. All while radical Islamic terrorism is rearing its ugly head in other parts of the world. CNN is picking and choosing what to report not based on what is newsworthy, but they're instead basing it on what is politically correct. One local is quoted as saying that he is very shocked that such an incident has taken place. Really? We're shocked that when we take in people from countries that are known for harboring terrorists, that they commit terrorist attacks? Really? Why is that surprising? The article goes on to say that Canada has taken in tens of thousands of refugees, especially from Syria, in the last 
few months. Yet we're still very surprised that these attacks continue to happen. Now, it's not yet clear if the two shooters were refugees or not, but early evidence does point to them being radicalized Syrians. And if this is in fact the case, these two terrorists were willing to attack people of their own religion just to make a statement. When a religion that claims to bring peace begins to implode from murdering its own members, how on earth can we be expected to believe that it is truly peaceful? And when CNN, or, or any other media outlet for that matter, decides to report a story like this without reporting stories that show maybe radical Islam in a, a much less pleasant light, then how can we expect them, or how can they expect us, for that matter, to believe what they're saying? Because at this point, it's blatant that they are picking and choosing what they report just to build their very narrative that they want everybody to believe. And, and, and the media is, is continuing to try to do this, and, and, and a lot of people are waking up from it now, and it's really it's really sad. It's a lot very saddening, much like our very next story, but it's very saddening to to see the state of journalism in the United States in such uh, disrepair, in such a, a uh, low state. Moving on, we'll talk about our third story. The Washington Post reported that the Boy Scouts of America is now accepting boys based not on gender, but their gender identity. The article says, Boy Scouts Chief Executive Michael Serba, or Serbo, however you pronounce his name, said in a video message that the organization will now accept boys based on the gender a parent puts on a child's scouting application, ending a policy of accepting boys based on the gender listed on a child's birth certificate. Uh, Michael is quoted as saying here that, quote, We realized that referring to birth certificates as the reference point is no longer sufficient. Communities and state laws are now interpreting gender identity differently than society did in the past, and these laws vary widely from state to state. So, why does this matter so much? Well, uh, first, the name implies uh, that it's men taking part in these activities. So, so perhaps that we should change the name. Um, to me, just Scouts of America or something, something that does not uh, imply something maybe more inclusive uh, if you're going to take this route. Just a thought. Second, the Boy Scouts of America is all about teaching young men skills they need to understand. Um, but, but first, let's go back to um, what I first stated. There are differences between men and women. And, and while there are plenty of things that both genders can do, there's no denying that the two have distinctly different roles. Not all women are going to be cut out for camping, cutting firewood, or doing any number of things required to be a Boy Scout. So that's first strike. Um, second, the Boy Scouts of America used to be all about men passing down their wisdom and skills to the younger generation. And as a former Boy Scout myself, I remember the important lessons and skills that I, I walked away with. Now, now it's unlikely that this decision will impede the mission of the Boy Scouts. However, it is important to note that the people with alternate lifestyle choices 
are always going to have different challenges and they're going to face vastly different scenarios from their peers in the Boy Scouts. And I'm not entirely convinced that the BSA is prepared to deal with these situations. Now, I could be entirely wrong and, and they might be prepared. But, as I said a moment ago, being a, a former Boy Scout myself and being familiar with several people who are still involved with the Boy Scouts, um, they're, they're not prepared. Uh, there's, there's no hard evidence that shows that they are prepared. There's no uh, solid evidence that shows that this is even a smart decision necessarily. It, it's all about the image that they're putting out, um, which is odd because... Uh, one of the, the mantras that I remember learning in Boy Scouts was don't worry about what other people think about you. But I guess the, the, the Boy Scouts kind of care about that now because um, they're so concerned about what these uh, politically correct people think or, or, or not necessarily politically correct, but but more um, more moderate, more more middle of the road um, political pundits think these these people they're, they're more concerned about what people think about them. And um, so that's certainly not the Boy Scouts that I remember. Moving on, the article says, quote, Last year, an eight-year-old transgender boy uh, scout in New Jersey was kicked out of his troop. An eight-year-old transgender. Let that sink in. I, I am legitimately concerned that this kid did not understand what that means. And, and what is what is disturbing is parents who put their child through surgery just because they prefer a son or daughter, respectively. And there's no indication um, of whether or not that is the case here, but it's still a disturbing thought. And, and this leads me to the third strike against this decision. Parents listing a kid based on their own preference and not the child's. Because you see, see parents don't always look out for the best interest of their kid. Um, I, I, I understand that too well. So it's, so it's not, um, it's not necessarily the best decision to, to go on that, I don't think. Because if a parent feels that his or her kid should be referred to as the opposite sex, then there's no reason that they can't fill out the application in that way. And this could cause a major uh, a problem for the kid. And I think there's repercussions that should be thought about um, and, and considered. This could subject the kid to, to bullying, just to just to name one thing, and not to mention a, a host of other disturbing things. So I, I think um, I think the Boy Scouts need to be wary of this. They don't need to uh, to to let the parents make a decision like that necessarily. If the decision is going to be made, it should be left up to the kid. And I'm afraid the parents aren't always um, going to do that. And that's just the sad reality. Which just got a whole lot sadder. Uh, so, so one more note from this article. When interviewed, the boys said, quote, If I was them, I would let every person in the world go in because it's right to do. That's not how the Boy Scouts of America works. But if you are going to do that, I suggest you might as well just combine the, the Boy Scouts of America and the Girl Scouts of America at that point. So that you're just entirely con inclusive. So, that is all the time that I have left for today for uh, the Politicast. I thank you for listening. 
and I hope we have some common ground, and, and even if we don't, I hope we might both learn something from each other. Don't forget all of the sources that I quoted in this episode are down below, so you can go down and look at them, read the the, the articles yourself, form your own opinions, don't listen to me. Uh, that is the goal of this. If you want to get updates on every article that's posted here or every um, episode of the Politicast, you can subscribe to the RSS feed here on the website. You can also have a listen over on SoundCloud. You can get the podcast on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at the Politicast. Uh, you can follow you can follow me there for updates. You can also go check us out on Apple News. All of the articles posted here on this website starting today will be published on the Apple News app. So that's a huge announcement and super excited and honored to be able to be a part of that platform. So go check us out there. Give us a follow, subscribe, read the articles there uh, if it'll make it easier for you. And don't forget, if you would like to support this work, you can head over to our Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash the Politicast. Give us a dollar amount of your choosing and you can get special cool prizes uh, and, and, and gifts from us here at the Politicast for being a patron and supporting our work. And so, yeah, that about does it. And uh, thanks for listening.